All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome to the program the director of the FCGA Junior Golf Foundation, Kevin Gigax. Welcome. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Of course, it's long overdue here. You guys do such great work um, for our foundation. And, you know, for our listeners that aren't familiar, um, can you talk a little bit about your role in, in betterment of youth golf and then maybe give them an idea of what you do day to day? Sure. So, um Foundation's mission is to create inclusive golf community where kids can thrive both on and beyond the golf course. And ultimately what that looks like is creating a pathway for any and every kid in Southern California to find their way to golf. And if they like golf, stay in golf and go as far as, uh, as we can help them go in the game, uh, obviously with a bunch of other junior golf entities in Southern California also helping with that. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with the first T, as there are many chapters across the country. How is our mission at the SCGA Foundation similar, and maybe how do we differ from the first T? Sure. So, you know, first T's are local nonprofits, and we're a regional nonprofit. So, in in some ways, um, where the difference may maybe starts is um, just on, on where we're focused and what we do. But ultimately, we have very similar missions in terms of. Um, improving kids through the game of golf and getting them involved in golf, but also really focusing on how can we develop kids uh, beyond the golf course. Um, so I think we have really strong overlapping missions. We do, we have great relationships with all the first tees in, in Southern California and um, do quite a bit of work that um, is complimentary. So kids are often members of both our organizations. Um, I can't entirely speak for first tee, but I, I think, Probably what's a little bit different between our two entities, um, the first T is very interested in exposing a lot of kids to the game of golf and, and really um, where their uh, local nonprofits are located. They they go into schools and they do a ton of um, exposure to the game. Um, where our mission probably comes a little bit later in the game in terms of we expose kids to the game, but our, our goal is really to get kids in the game and ultimately see them make it to a golf course and experience the game become golfers. First T certainly does that as well, but I, I think where we're most focused is on that. Um, and then one other thing that, that probably overlaps, and I really should have touched on in our, what we do in youth golf, you know, there's a ton of junior golf entities out there. First tee being one, but also um, you have a lot of tournament entities. You have local junior programs run by PGA professionals, LPGA professionals. Uh, mm -hmm. You have um, PGA junior golf. Like, there's just so much junior golf in Southern California, and, and the game is better for it because there's a lot of people doing great things in junior golf. Specific to our organization, um, you know, we're a nonprofit, and what we're really passionate about is creating that inclusive golf community that includes bringing kids from all walks of life into the game. So um, I would say one of our emphasis is on how do we make the game more diverse um, for all kids, bringing all kids into the game, regardless of their socioeconomic background, um, and certainly girls. You know, we, we've seen an uptick in women and girls playing golf, but we, we still have some work to do in that area. Yeah, so can you explain a little bit how far, uh, you know, a donation goes towards building that next generation of Southern California golfer? Uh, say I donate as little as just $20 today. Um, what can that provide the underserved youth golfer, as you mentioned earlier? Sure. So we have a, a big reach. We um, uh, are across all of Southern California, and we're doing a lot of different things. So um, $20 can go to a lot of different um areas of our programming, um, just depending on what a donor is passionate about, what they want to support. Ultimately, we're creating community for kids to grow grow through the game of golf. Um, so uh, that could include affordable access. I mean, 
a lot of barriers to getting into the sport, equipment, uh, uniforms, um, cost to practice, cost to play. Um, so for some people, they're really passionate about that access to golf. Um, another area that, that a lot of donors support is uh, positive coaching. You know, we, we employ a lot of coaches that do um, positive youth development and help kids um, be, that are role models for our kids. So, you know, the reason I think our kids come back, yes, they're developing a love for the game, but what they're really getting is a sense of belonging, that this is their community and they belong here. And so um, role models is another area that a lot of people support. Or um, a third really popular area is girls golf. We have a lot of donors um, that are given to girls golf. So uh, we rely on donors to uh, do all the work that we do. And, and $20 goes a long way for us, but it goes a lot of different ways depending on um, what what donors are passionate about supporting within our organization. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched on it briefly there, but a, a staple of the foundation is your golf pass program, which affords junior members range balls for a dollar and green fees for as low as $5. So uh, like I said, you mentioned it earlier, but with cost being an obvious barrier to the sport, how many kids do we see taking, taking advantage of these incredible discounts? So for our, uh, we call it the SCJ Junior Golf Club. It's a vir virtual golf club that serves all of Southern California. Um, and the big benefit is that one to five dollar green and range fees. We'll sign, we'll see about five thousand kids sign up for a membership and um, check into a golf course every year. Um, and those five thousand kids check into golf courses about eighty-five thousand times. So I think one of the things we take great pride in is that golf club um, is the place particularly for public junior golfers to go practice and play you know the average kid is checking in 13 times a year that's a you know by definition of golfer that's a pretty avid player so we take great pride that uh we're serving those kids that really have have a passion for the game and are getting out and, and hitting balls and going to play yeah and you guys have a lot of members that are very passionate um for the game and and would definitely be quote unquote the avid golfer uh, a lot of those are participants in the player and youth development program, which has ballooned in a full-scale operation for you guys, uh, from one-on-one -on -one lessons to club fittings and various playing opportunities. The PYD program is obviously very popular. Is this where we see most of those dedicated youth golfers, as you just touched on? Uh, let's see. It's a, you know, I, I guess the answer to that question is yes and no. Um, you know, if we go back to our golf club, the kids that generally sign up for one to five dollar green range fees are pretty avid golfers to begin with, right? You don't, you don't need access to practice until you've had someone um, give you access to the game and you've tried an experiment and you want to just get more and more of it. So I would say our golf club members are really avid players. Our player and youth development program has a more broad range of, we're bringing a lot of kids to the golf course for the first time or we're going to schools and, and serving kids or after school programs. So we have beginners, but what we're really trying to develop with that program is going into communities where um, junior golf programs might not naturally thrive without a nonprofit and um, serving every kid that we can reach in that community. And so um, the player and youth development is a little more holistic in terms of you can try it and just be a beginner in it. Or if you really like it, you can dive all the way in, get your equipment, get coaching every week, get playing opportunities and really thrive um, in that program. And, and so we're developing a lot of dedicated youth golfers there, but um, some of those kids are still getting getting uh, the chance to try it. Yeah, the, certainly the opportunity is there to uh, to uh, go as far into that program as, as they want. So, you know, we've seen increased participation across golf just in general. 
Um, do you think we'll see the same sort of increased participation in the foundation's programming once we reach the other side of this COVID crisis? Well, I, hard question to answer because I just don't know what the other side of the COVID crisis will look like. Um, I definitely believe that demand for um, our programs will go up dramatically when the health guidelines allow us to do more group programming because I think kids right now really would want and need um, opportunities to be outside and connect with other kids and have role models. Uh, but the other side of the crisis, uh, it's hard to say. I think so much of it depends on what that looks like for golf because while golf um, has had huge participation rates, um, one of the challenges it's created for us in our golf pass program is that courses are too busy to uh, create space for tee times for juniors. And that's not universal, but there's a lot of courses that just don't have the time and space. Um, yeah. And the larger concern I probably have for um, what happens to to golf in the long run is, you know, I, junior golf is a beneficiary of a healthy golf system. And um, beginner facilities are so critical to people getting into the game, trying the game, and kind of growing the game before they start playing on 18-hole facilities. Most of those facilities are owned by municipalities. They don't make money. And as the financial pressures um, increase on municipalities and just golf in general, um, it, it could go either way, I guess, is my answer. Yeah, I mean, that all that all makes sense. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the beginning uh, facilities for beginners. You know, we've centered our programming mostly in the San Fernando Valley, uh, southeast Los Angeles areas. But, you know, recently we've expanded to another location in Riverside at uh, Fairmount Golf Course, which is a very exciting venture for everybody involved. What's that expansion say about your successes, and are you planning to expand further? So I'll start with the second question. You know, as we're able to develop the resources, we absolutely want to expand further. Um, I think uh, there's some really positive numbers out there about what's, you know, who's participating in golf and how it's growing. But at the end of the day, I, I think golf and junior golf has plenty of room to reach more kids um, and to be more relevant to juniors. Um, so to the extent that we can create the resources, uh, expand further and create more opportunities for kids in other communities, we absolutely are passionate and want to do that. How we've gotten so far, um, how we've expanded so far is ultimately, um, I think we've been able to really demonstrate our success to um, partners, funders, and donors. And uh, one of the things we're really passionate about is um, outcomes. You know, it's not just about how many balls get hit uh, in our program. It's about what's the impact that we have on kids. Do kids get more opportunities? Do they develop beyond the course? Do they increase their self-esteem? Do they feel a sense of belonging? Um, so I think that's why we've been able to expand this because we, we really work to track and, and understand our outcomes and improve our outcomes and donors and Others have uh, responded to that and help us and have helped us continue to grow. Yeah, and you, you nailed it right there. So growing outside of the course, and I think a perfect example of that is your scholar program. Um, in the last 10 years, the SCJ Junior Golf Foundation has awarded more than $1.1 million to 96 college students. Um, obviously, that's all in the form of scholarships. So Knowing how burdensome college tuition has become these days, how rewarding is it to supply, you know, some some form of relief for these kids, these these junior scholars? Well, it's incredibly rewarding to to uh, to be repetitive. To re rewarding to reward the kids 
for just being great kids. I mean, our scholarship program, the the kids are just incredible. And I think uh, the people that could best attest to that are is our scholarship committee. I think it is um, probably our number one place for board recruitment because when volunteers come and interview our scholars and then get the opportunity to interview them when they're freshmen and watch them grow and graduate from college, um, it's just an incredible experience that drives a passion for our mission and a passion for our work. And um, so I would say it's it's certainly rewarding for us on the staff and for us uh, that get to be on that committee. Um, but ultimately, it's really about rewarding those kids for the hard work they've put in on and off the course um, and, and being able to be uh, part of their support system as they go through college. Yeah, and, you know, there really is a sense of family with those kids. You know, after they graduate from college, it it seems that their experience as a scholar really sticks with them, and they just keep coming back for, you know, speaking engagements and, you know, wherever you guys need them to help out and, uh, you know, put a good word in to really pay it forward. Absolutely. You hit, you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, family. I mean, you know, we – I think the, the word we use most at our organization is community, and those scholars become such a core part of our community – um, but they love coming back and they love being involved with the younger kids and they've developed relationships with donors and volunteers. And so um, our foundation is most successful when everyone feels part of the community, including uh, SCGA members, clubs, um, everyone that we can have involved. Um, and those scholars, I think, are, are probably our, our most ardent uh, ambassadors for the community. Yeah. And, you know, part of this family, obviously, is uh, – is donors. Donors are a part of this family and this community. And, you know, before I let you go, I want, want you to uh, let the people out there know how they can donate and how they can uh, better our youth golf um, and just provide experiences that, you know, otherwise they probably would not have. Um, so the foundation's, you know, very reliant on these donations to stay afloat and they offer just incredible experiences that, that you've touched on here. So every dollar goes back into our communities. If somebody's interested, what are some of the avenues that they can take in order to make a difference and, and donate to a good cause here? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we have we serve a big region, so there's a lot of different ways to be involved. It ultimately kind of goes back to your first question about, you know, how, how do I donate? What does it go to? Um, it's not just about the money. Certainly we need donors, and if people can donate, that's incredible. But uh, we need mentors. We need volunteers. We need role models. We have girls' golf programming and, and uh, women that want to be involved. That tends to be a great avenue for it. Um, we need people out with the kids. So um, the best way to be involved is to reach out and just tell us more about your time and, and availability and interest. And we try to just align um, what you might be interested in and interested in supporting uh, with where we are and what we're doing and, and hopefully finding a good match. I, I might add one more thing as well. You know, it's, it's, it's certainly on the giving to us, but also, you know, we have so many members who have kids or grandkids and just we would like them to be part of the community too. I mean, the golf pass serves all of Southern California. We're now because of COVID offering virtual programming. So um, if there's uh, someone 18 or under in your life that wants to be involved, come to sdgajunior.org and, and learning more about our programs and maybe signing up is also a way to, to uh, get involved. Yeah, you heard it right there um, from the man himself. So do it for the kids. If not a monetary donation, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities. They have a great staff over there at the foundation, and you'll fit right in. So if you know 
if you are a child listening to this under 18 or if you know somebody under 18 and has any sort of golf influence in their life, they should definitely look towards SCJ Jr. for a, a possible avenue. So we'll leave it at that, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining and uh, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jonathan. All right. Take care.